Welcome, 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 welcome. You're listening to ORU Kristen 2, the podcast where two Kristens talk about all things BTS. Let's get into it. <laughs> Hello. Wow. We went with vibrato. We brought in the energy. <laughs> it just went with my heart. I just did what my heart told me. Y'all can't see Pip, but her shoulders were going that whole time. She was shimmying. She was feeling it. <laughs> It's oh, Saturday God. morning, and it's it been is. a hot second, but we're back. Pip, how what? have you been? I don't. I feel better than last time. That's I was great. sick last time. <laughs> That's all we can hope for. <laughs> you know, it's all good. Um, things are good. I don't even. If you ask this question, I know you're going to ask this question, and I never remember my last two weeks oh i did get to see some army friends last weekend my birthday oh my god (laughs) yeah wait she's burying the fucking hold on she's burying the lead she's burying the fucking lead i had a birthday (laughs) pip it was your birthday recently and everyone take a moment to wish pip a happy birthday because she is the best did you have a nice birthday i did it was a good hair day. Love a good hair day on my birthday. Um, mm-hmm. And my f- I I went to work for a little bit. And people are always like, why are you working on your birthday? I'm like, because my friends are at work too. So I want to see them. But I right. went to work for a little bit. And then I came home. I went and saw one of my friends and her baby. They got me cake. It was lovely. Have you guys ever been to Toulouse? I'm not French. So French people, please. I'm so sorry, no. but it's it's like it's like a French Korean bakery, and they open one here in Utah. And so my friend and I love it, and she got me a cake from there. It was very delicious. Oh my god, that sounds so yummy! Yeah. I the older you get, the more it's just like she was like, "Do you want to invite a bunch of people?" I was like, "Absolutely not. I want like you, me, and our friend, and your family, and like your husband and child. Mm. Like that's what I want for my birthday. Just something low key fun." Uh, it was really great, and then I got to see some friends also last weekend. Went to go see a couple of them, and that was really lovely. So, yeah, but what about you? I know you've had a really busy last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in my new apartment. Um, the lighting is and- beautiful. You can't see her, but it's just like the natural light is out of this world. Yes, I do have a wall of windows. And, you know, I'm, I'm settling in. I don't have furniture. I'm sitting on my one piece of furniture right now, which is an ottoman. But my couch gets delivered tomorrow. And I would say that the last couple of weeks have thrown me more curveballs than I might have thought were coming my way. But your girl is still making it work and um overall i just feel like i'm she's a 21st century girl (laughs) i'm a 21st century girl (laughs) who's just trying to become miss right you know um (laughs) but yeah i am i'm settling in you know more to come you know what i am feeling talk to me stoked for this episode oh that's a new word we haven't used (laughs) Is it? <laughs> She's stoked, stoked for this not up. excited. Stoked. stoked for this up. Everyone, um, before we hop into the segments for this episode, we wanted to say thank you so much for the love that you gave us on episode seven. Yes. I feel like we knew that at least after we recorded it, it, we were like, oh, like while those lists almost broke us up, True. they were really fun to make. 
They were. And um, that's the feedback that we've received. And it was cute because as I was driving a U-Haul with my best friend, we listened to the pod and she was playing along. She was like trying to guess what we were going to say. And I didn't, I guess in the moment I was just thinking that was just her because she was tr- like sitting next to the a person who cares a lot about the podcast, obviously. But I, I didn't realize that everyone else was going to like comment saying that they were doing that too. So cute, right? I know. It's so cute. We made some TikToks of some of the lists and people in the comments were giving their lists. And I was like, all, all good songs, all tens. I couldn't even argue it. I'm like, all good, all good. Yes. So we love the we love the love that we got on that episode. Um, Also, we we've received more DMs um, and messages about our podcast. And we love hearing from y'all. We actually realized (laughs) (sighs) we realized that our Twitter DMs have not been open. So we've been receiving them like on our personal Twitters but not on the podcast. I Twitter wondered DM. that. I was like, oh, yeah. that's really nice that they're messaging me separately. Oh. <laughs> yes. So now our Twitter DM of the, like the ORE Kristen 2 Twitter, those DMs are now open. Lo siento. I did not realize that. Um, Whoopsie. They weren't open before. Whoops. And Pip, your TikToks have been amazing the past couple of weeks. That's really nice of you to say. These have been What's fun the most, to make. <laughs> the most recent one you did, did take off and I called it. <laughs> She did. The last few, I was like, these are, you know, people like them. But then I made one just for fun about the Lord of the Rings call out. Because if anyone remembers last episode, I felt very alone in my heaviest of size. (laughs) So then I I posted it and then I'm getting all these comments from you guys telling me that you guys are excited or like, oh, I didn't know that. Or, oh, yeah, I knew. And that's amazing. Or, oh, my God, the world's colliding. I know. I know. And you know what? I did feel good in that in these moments. I do feel validated because it's such a cool call out. You can't see Kristen's face. It is. It's a cool call out, but I just know that she's just rubbing it in my face that listen, <laughs> I have agreed to a Lord of the Rings marathon. It's gonna happen. I'm not a I'm not against it. I, I know. just she, that's, haven't that's, watched it. She's not against it. She's into the idea it's just you yeah. know whenever you tell someone that you're gonna watch lord of the rings if they've not seen it in their head they're like that sounds like 40 hours and so it just sounds like a chore and i right. get it i get it but the good news mm. is the extended versions are broken into discs so you can always do it by disc and then also you don't have to do it all at once if you don't want to you can do it broken over weeks or weekends you know i've done that too in 2021 i watched the marathon of lord of the rings i did like a marathon over three days and i like got drunk and tweeted stuff and so it's a pretty f- i went i went back to look for a specific tweet and i was seeing the tweets and i was like i don't know her was <laughs> this girl saying these wild things but that was me, i feel I that way anytime i go back and look at my tweeting when a live is happening it's like who like- are you <laughs> Like the things like, that come out of my mouth, thing- I'm just like, I do I think that that's going to be evergreen? Because it's not. It's not, bro. It's not. <laughs> is it going to be evergreen? When, you, when we were watching the like 20 hour JK like marathon live a couple, like a month mm-hmm, ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, your tweets were wild. <laughs> I was like, where are these You can find them from? all at Kreestan. K-R-E-E-E-S-T-A-N. If there's a live, Kristen's like going, her tweets are so funny. 
Thank you. Well, funny or unhinged, we don't know. It can um, be both. <laughs> anyway, we did want to say thank you for all the love that we received on episode seven. And as always, we appreciate any time we get a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening um, to us on. We're now available on all podcast platforms, so we can say anywhere you get your podcast. Mr. Worldwide um, over here. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> um, so rate us five stars if you can. It helps us out a lot. And as always, open to all of your messages and love. I just want to say really quick, if any of you guys want to write us any jingles or intros for our segments or our pod, please let us know. DM us. Email us. We would love to hear what you guys have to come up with because the two of us I mentioned that last time I feel like people didn't take me seriously we're serious <laughs> yeah we I, you did we're, kind of just like throw it in <laughs> I truly am like asking if you guys are like creative like we're that, like no please. but for real no but for real please write us a jingle because we're about to jump into our next segment and I'm like wouldn't it be cute to have a jingle <laughs> But yeah, the reason we don't use be. the reason we don't use BTS songs obviously is because copyright so we, and we don't want to deal with that. So like if you have some like a creative part of you, let us know. But anyways, Kristen, lead us in. You're a jingle. <laughs> oh, it's not even a jingle. Um, but yes, it's time to hop into our first segment and possibly our favorite segment and that is the BTS group chat where we talk about everything that we have mentioned in the group chat, all the things going on with all the members. It's not slowing down and since it's been 2 weeks since our last episode, there's a lot to talk about. However, Pip, we can't talk mm. about it all, right? No, there's, it's impossible. I tried really hard to consolidate the list as best as I could to the biggest things going on. So if we leave something off, trust us, we know. I am very chronically online, but we want to make sure that we have enough time to talk about it all. So we will try to get all the highlights. And this time around, we try to do it by member because so much was happening that I was yeah. like, we'll just kind of jump in by member, see what each of them are up to. Obviously, fan chant order. Because, again, the moment we press stop on these podcasts, the moment that happens, we still get like 30 yeah. things after that. No, so the, I was going to say that if you if we want some big fucking announcement to come out, just make sure that we recorded an, <laughs> that we recorded an entire episode an hour before. <laughs> That's all that needs. It's like big I hybe. Was, I was big hybe literally sees that we've pressed end recording. <laughs> And they're like, now's, now's the time. Now's is the it. time. <laughs> so with that being said, we will jump in and we'll start with, obviously, our leader, Namjoon. He's been doing some fun things. He went to the fashion show. That was happening last time we were recording. There were some cute photos and videos that came out of that. Um, he looked like a dream. He looked like a dream. He also did an interview with, I think, Vogue Spain. Did you have a chance to listen to or read any of that? I did. Yes. Yeah. His. If you have not read that interview, you can go find that on Twitter. uh, Find some translation. If I can find it and I remember, I'll try to retweet it and share it. Because genuinely, in terms of like June interviews, that was like a very honest and vulnerable and just beautiful interview. I agree. Yeah. I I feel like his interviews are always kind of mind blowing. Yeah with how open he is but I said this a f- few episodes ago I always try to read the interviews 
because that's them saying that's them putting out there what they want us to hear from them specifically i'll say i love this quote i'll just give you a little pull from it for all those of you who are listening they say oh i don't plan to leave bts absolutely not it's the first time i'm launching a solo project like this so i'm trying to stand up and take my first steps but i'm ambitious and i have willpower so i don't want to miss the opportunity to do both it's just yeah God, Chef's it's just piss the whole the whole interview is just these little like clips and just bits and pieces of his brain and his mind of how he sees the world how he feels about growing up in this industry it's really cool so please go read please go read he's also been posting on instagram and i've said it once i've said it twice i've said it thrice i'll say it again it's a win for the latinas anytime that june speaks spanish (laughs) (laughs) it's just like familia like in the the caption whatever but those photos with his family were really cute again being very open you know that he's on this vacation that he did this thing with his family posting photos of it it's just really sweet Ah, we love it the biggest news i say around him is we Mm -hmm. just got an announcement two or three days ago which was that he's going to be featured on soyun's song smoke sprite on the 14th so new music again new music i'm just ah we're ready we're ready we are ready but the teaser looks so cool oh my god the teasers (laughs) look cool and this it sounds great so june's booked and busy having the time of his life we love it speaking of handsome (laughs) (laughs) no that'd be hobie exactly Speaking of looking good, that's just, that's all I have to give today. <laughs> Jin. <laughs> Jin. Jin on the best. Well, what we know about Jin is one, he commented happy birthday on Jungkook's Weaver's post to Yoongi. <laughs> no, no individual post. Just a it's reply. Just, it's too good. It's like, God, he's so funny. <laughs> He's on brand. That man so is on brand. brand. Yeah. But we, we did get a photo because Jim and, and Hobie visited him and his mm-hmm. hair has grown out a little and he just looks I so know. good. And Jim had said he like looked so healthy and or maybe it was Hobie. One of them said that he looks so healthy and he even does. He's been eating while his hair is so cute. Uh, just the best. We love him. So Jim, just we love you. Jim, we love you. Do you want Speaking take- of looking healthy... <laughs> Speaking of, like speaking of looking healthy, but we're not feeling healthy. Um, Or speaking of haircuts, yeah. I mean, pick any of the segues above. The fact of the matter is, Yoongi has been doing the absolute most. Obviously, it was his birthday very recently. It was Yoongi Day, and birthday neighbors. Yes, you are um, two of my favorite people. Happy birthday to Yoongi. We love Yoongi Day. Um, And he graced us with a live, which if you saw my tweet, you'll know that I missed in its entirety. You know, it's really sad because Mm -hmm. I would have called you, but you had told me before that Marissa and you have your thing. And so, yes, so Marissa called me. me. Mm -hmm. Well, Britt called me and I was like, I was like awake, but I was kind of like not refuse. I was like fighting being awake and I get a phone call and I was like, hello. She's like, are you not awake? Okay. That sounded like she didn't sound like that. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. 
fuck? What the hell? <laughs> she sounded like a Bratz doll. Got it. <laughs> She was like, are, she's like, Yunki live, Yunki live. And I'm like, what? What? She goes, are, she, she goes, are you awake? And I was like, yeah. Oh, no. What, liar. <laughs> she's like, then why are you not watching the live? And I'm like, oh my God. Pip, if I'm never not responsive, please call me. Okay. Marissa normally is so on it and she's woken me up for like every single live however she was on vacation that day gotcha so she did not call me i slept through the whole thing i have seen clips of course he was playing guitar y'all and singing he was serenading sorry for yelling but holy fucking shit that i was i was sitting there watching it live laying in bed as i was and i was like listening i see the guitar come out immediately i'm like texting Britt, being like Oh my god, guitar, guitar, guitar. She's texts me being like, I can't, I'm trying to get ready for work. I can't even like I drop my makeup. She's just like, there's just so much happening. Mm-mm. And then immediately he starts singing, and we both are just like <laughs> He sounds you know, like, so the falling, good. The too. falling down the stairs meme. That's just like everyone the moment the right. guitar came out and <laughs> the singing happened. He did his sweet little he sounds folk so angel. good. Listen, Yungi Folk album before the the tour, and one of the songs will be featuring IU, and it all fits, and you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> we have lofty goals and dreams over here. Not that I'm, like, jonesing for a folk album. I just know that he's, like, he's wanted, wanted to try to. different genres. Well, and you know? the, uh, the other funny part about that live is that his birthday, you've got Hobie shooting a shot in the comments. Mm-hmm. You've got Jimin shooting a shot, and Yungi's joking and laughing with Jimin, and then you've got at the mm-hmm. very end jungkook is like yuki all caps he's like maybe <laughs> and he wasn't paying attention to him and then jungkook goes to weavers and he's like he he wouldn't respond to me and hobie's like bro same and jimin's like i don't know what you're talking about uh toss toss of the hair he's like yuki and right. i were like having a conversation <laughs> i'm like literally oh we love them but, you know, besides that, we had the Shuchwata episode with him. That was really lovely mm-hmm. with um, Lee Sung-min, I think. And he mm-hmm. was also lived in Daegu for a while. So they were talking about a bunch of, like, local stuff. Super cute. I but- love how many episodes of that we're getting because it just... I, clearly it's something that he enjoys and he's good at. And I I just think it's really cute that he's continuing to drop Same. episodes of that and i hope um, i hope we get a female guest soon that's my that's what i'm aiming it, for that would be really fun um and maybe it'll be yeah i mean that would be I mean, great getting an iu feature on Shushan i was gonna Tal say that awesome. and then he can go on her little show that she has i forget the name yeah. of it um that hobie was on but um, the other thing that has been... What, what, um, what's the other thing, Kristen? What's the <laughs> other thing that Yugi's been up to? <laughs> Speaking of... <laughs> I, God, the segues are not coming to we're me today. We're not on today. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. Speaking of dreams and goals being crushed. No, I'm kidding. Um, the Yugi's tickets went on sale, y'all. That's, we all know it. Listen. And you, if you've been awake for any of it, it's yeah. just been a thing. Basically, I'm just going to say the biggest takeaway is fuck Ticketmaster. We all know it. <laughs> um, Billboard and Ticketmaster are on my shit list at all times. Yeah. Yeah. For real. And like, you know, there were, well, the, the tickets, the U.S. tickets went on sale, we should say. Oh, yeah. And- did you see that Japan's was like 
seating and no dynamic pricing. And I'm like, you know what? That's good. You know what? I'm not upset with Japan. I'm like, good. I'm glad that you have that opportunity to see them. And I'm glad that you get to have reasonably priced tickets. Yeah. And there's no sarcasm there. That's like true. At least that's getting better, right? Like if we had to be that, like, I'm fine with that. Well, Japan hasn't Um, had a BTS concert in years. Yes. So that's true. So I'm like, you know what? Well, and that's the other part, Pip, is like, you know, when we talk about the ticketing drama with like, you know, the the fact that there were the majority of people didn't get a pre-sale code. Um, Even people with pre-sale codes. Yeah. Even with people with pre-sale codes, um, they still weren't able to get tickets due to dynamic pricing like and i also want to say like even with Kristen and i who've been doing this we've been at this game we know this neither of us got pre-sale tickets of of like a group of like 10 people i think two people i knew two or three people got tickets i just know that someone was running a poll on twitter just being like did you get a code did you not get a code major it was Mm. like a good pretty half and half at the time was like and that is understandable because the venues are smaller you know when you had ptdla you're talking about like sixty thousand seats you could sell versus like seventeen thousand seats that you can sell yeah it's obviously gonna happen i just hope that everybody who was able to have a chance got to go those who wanted to go were able to go issue obviously is once you did get a ticket the platinum pricing was a bit much i know there's been a lot of drama with that and i also want to emphasize i want to emphasize even if hype did approve dynamic pricing even if they did you know approve some of those higher pricing because it's always unclear they always make it Ticketmaster always makes it sound like it's the event organizers. We don't truly know for sure for sure. But no, even we if that's know. the case, I don't blame I don't put that blame on Yungi. Hybe is a business trying to make money, trying to make up for the revenue they need to with BTS being, you know, gone the next till twenty twenty five as a whole group. So I understand mm. I understand supply and demand. I understand it. I don't blame Yungi because A, I know Yungi's a fanboy. And he understands yeah. the fan experience. And B, he, you know, have you streamed Strange before with RM yeah. and, and Augustine? Literally. It's literally about capitalism and fuck capitalism. Fuck so, capitalism. Capitalism. Like, it's right there in the lyrics. And he says it all the time. But I, I'm not putting any blame on Yungi, but I, I do want to remind people that like Hybe is a business. Hybe is going to make choices as a business. And I do have a lot of questions and I don't think that Ticketmaster is innocent either. I just think it is a bummer that the experience was so high stress for so many people. Yeah. And there were a lot more people left disappointed than they were excited. But I'm really excited for the people who are going to go and who do have the opportunity. What I think is great is that ARMY is, you know, good at, reselling tickets that they can't use just at face value we're a great community for that where it's really we really don't condone selling tickets at a price higher than what you purchase them at and um there's a good reddit thread for that there's help on twitter for that so you there are ways to get tickets still and there will be all the way up until the concert i feel very privileged that i live in a place where they are gonna where yungi's gonna come but we just want to say that 
we're hoping for more positive ticketing experiences in the future. We we feel privileged, but we also want to say fuck you, Ticketmaster, and your dynamic pricing and just anything that goes with that. Yeah, but just that it. being said, before COVID times, for those who weren't here, they did stream even Love Yourself, Speak Yourself concerts. Like, I'm pretty confident that at least yeah. one of these concerts are going to stream. All that being said, I cannot wait to see what he has prepared because clearly he's been preparing a lot. He's been practicing. Like, mm-hmm. watching him play the guitar so mm-hmm. confidently, like, strumming and, like, I, and, singing. I, I, and singing, I was like, he's clearly really excited about this tour. So I am so excited to see what he has to prepare. And the best thing, too, again, if you're on Twitter, and I guess probably TikTok, because I haven't... Yeah, also TikTok would be that once those fan camps start dropping, it's going to be so fun. Yeah, that's so... I, I just cannot wait. Like, exactly Ugh, it's going like to be so said, fun. But For everything. And <clears throat> you said this earlier about Yoongi, but there is this rumor that's going around that Yoongi's going to release a song featuring IU. Big hit has not confirmed so you never know but that's a rumor you'll see circulating so if it's true if it's true if it's not it's not but i do want to say we love yoongi we hope he had such a good birthday we love the birthday responses and speaking of things speaking of (laughs) speaking of sprite Kristen says (laughs) i was gonna be like speaking of people we love but yeah going back speaking of sprite um hobie our our beloved hobie the day after we recorded our last podcast the day of the the day of yeah i was editing saturday night and i get the fucking email hello this is weaver's post any weaver's post that starts with hello this is big hit music we're like no it's going on and we uh, of course you know never know when these are coming but we know that they are coming um we did get hobie the confirmation that he's withdrawn his request for an extension on when he will enlist meaning that once that happens his enlistment will be confirmed and he'll be the next member to enlist so we uh, know that with these announcements even though we know that they are nigh, a lot of emotions come with it. And we just want to acknowledge that and that we love Hobie. We wish him the best. And we know that this isn't going to be easy, but we just have so much love for him. So, And in true Hobie fashion, he comes on live that night or whatever. And he's like, hey, guys, like, don't worry. It's going to be, you know, so supportive and loving of even though it's our little such sunshine a wild thing. and he's like everything's gonna be great don't worry and then not 24 hours later i mean literally we get this announcement that oh on the street is coming then we when we get the teaser oh my god Kristen, when we got the teaser yeah. no did I you gasp even. because i literally gasped i gasped like i think i was putting together a piece of furniture and like dropped the piece I was holding (laughs) ran to watch the MV teaser like and just the fact that we in that moment then realized that J. Cole was going to be featuring on this truly out loud dramatically I was like (gasps) it's just the most epic thing I, I and we all know like how long J. Cole has been an idol of his uh just it's so huge also like the fact that j cole is you know releasing music he's been saying himself that he's like you know gonna leave the music industry possibly um soon so kind of this is maybe his last leg of 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 music coming out so it was just a shock and 
so exciting. And then also, like, we didn't have to wait more than a couple of days for the song to drop. No. And then there it was. And I was like, well, it, I gotta say, like, that reveal of J. Cole when he moves out of the way was mm-hmm. so cool. And then, mm-hmm. again, to reiterate, this, like, bookend almost of chap- this, like, chapter of his 20s of just, like, how he got into music and how, how he's grown. And especially with the topic of today's episode, just, like, thinking about how much Toby has grown as an artist. To see right. him being able to be respected and seen as a as a peer by one of his biggest idols Mm -hmm. you know has he said you're my muse when he told him at Lollapalooza just it's such a cool thing and the coolest part about the track too is that like there's a lot of really cool things in it in the music video as J. Cole is doing his rap J-Hope is shown dancing which is like one of the things that you know Hobie used to listen to those that music Mm -hmm. and dance to it and there's all these really cool elements to it and I think that the street he's walking on was a street that also J. Cole had used in a previous yeah, it's music an, video it's yeah it's the same alleyway from a i think a 2007 music video it pays the whole thing pays a lot of homage to j cole in general um but also paying homage to j cole's past music is paying homage to hobie and how he got his start i mean hope on the street is the dance project that hobie has had for a long time and I just think the song is of course a 10 out of 10 but it really hit me in a beautiful way from just every part of the music video the really listenable soft hook that that it has like lo-fi like yeah yeah it's just a really cool easy to listen to it's easy listening right and the verse that Jake Cole did is just so fire I can't even talk about it like I've listened to that song so much this week and it's just it's so beautiful I think it's also like we know that Hobie is basically releasing this beautiful song right before he enlists letting us know that it's all going to be okay and in the same way and I know they had to have spoken about this when writing it J. Cole's verse goes along with that same concept yeah. where he is talking about throwing in the towel like not right. gonna not gonna release music anymore being done and the combination of emotions that comes with that and whether right. or not you're ready for that or not and I just like they that's such a beautiful dynamic that they have of these two men who are so passionate about hip-hop and so passionate about music and the different reasons why they may or may not be be leaving for a little while it's it's just a beautiful track it truly was and i think that something cool about it too is that it's j-hope with j cole not featuring j cole like it's a with Mm -hmm. collaboration Mm -hmm. which in the music industry is like there's a differentiation yes that's a hierarchy for sure and so it's cool that it was like it's like the two of them together are releasing this song and it's just ah it was so cool i will say also with this the promo there's been a ton of promo a ton of like fun interviews and things that you'll see we won't get all into all of them but my highlights for that would definitely be the tiktoks The TikToks were yeah, like... Yeah, the TikToks have been With everyone in the high building. The Jimin. It's so cute. The Yoongi did one. The, Listen, I can't talk about that. I can't. His clothes. I love it. His and, clothes. And also Tay. It's just like... It's so cool. With the basketball. <laughs> but Tay, I, you people forget. Like Tay, no one forgets. But like Tay's a good dancer. Oh, he ate that so choreo. watching him do it, I was like, oh, he he's, so cool. he's so cool. He's so cool. 
Anyway, that's what's been going on with Hobie. We love you, Hobie. You're amazing. Speaking of people that are amazing, we have our lovely <laughs> Jimin. And I want to say before we even dive into, there were a couple episodes ago. I don't know if this made it onto podcast because, again, I edit some of our side conversations. But I know we talked about Jimin and Tiffany. And you were like, I don't know, because Dior has jewelry, too. So I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I remember but, saying that. Yeah. But turns out Jimin is the Tiffany brand ambassador. Bitch. Like, that was so cool. He just looks so cool. Ah, I love it. He looks incredible. And it's so fitting for him because I think we did talk about this because we talked about how much he loves jewelry. Yeah. And how, like, he always, you know, he has his little jewelry box. He chooses what rings and stuff he's going to wear. He's always in earrings. Right. Hasn't been wearing that lately. But the photos dropped of him being laced with Tiffany. Laced. But we we do have a bone to pick with whoever photoshopped the necklaces on him. <laughs> it is bizarre. <laughs> If you look, not even if you look close, I was going to say if you look close, but really, if you just have eyes, you can see <laughs> that. <laughs> I was like, hey, real quick, what's all that about? And we were all like, no, no, no. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's the not necklaces are definitely photoshopped on Which, and not in a good way. And it's bizarre, but Jimin looks like a dream. Jimin, Jimin looks, looks like a dream. But like, for some reason, the locket looks like CGI in a way that doesn't even look real. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, it's, it's not fine. great. Did y'all stream Promise and Christmas Love? Those were exciting. I love making playlists, by the way. So if anybody wants a playlist, it's Kristen Macari on Spotify, too. So you can always find a bunch of streaming fun playlists if you want that. But his album. There's been content dropping non-fucking-stop. But the biggest thing is that, like, for me, are these photos I of can't. him. And it just, it's too much. Like, we, our, our little spiky dinosaur. John was like, our little cactus boy. <laughs> I think he did call him a cactus boy, <laughs> coworker John. In the most beautiful, heartfelt way. He's like, it's our little cactus boy. He looks so good. He's so beautiful. And the styling of the photos, the softness of them, the like makeup, the clothes, natural. It's the perfect name of an album for someone like him because he is like his face is literally, I, I was staring at him and I was like, how is someone that beautiful? Also last week, they... Jimin was in a TXT TikTok for fun. He's in this like Dior sweater vest with like a white tee under it. He has these mm -hmm. jeans, no makeup on. He looks like pre-debut Jimin, like a 19-year-old has like resurfaced. I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with everything that's going on. My sweet little angel. Right. And then like he drops mm -hmm. these photos. He's so dynamic. He's so dynamic. Like he can look so many different ways and it's so cool like a little angel and a little well, demon and again it's like filter it's like he can be so many different ways but right these photos the natural like obviously it's very minimal makeup it's got this natural smoky eye this natural look with the like I've seen people make comments, you know, like how the spikes kind of remind them of thorns on a rose and how the thorns protect the beauty with the rose. I've seen people talk about the scratches being like, you know, we how we protect ourselves from the things that harm us. I don't know. I've just seen a lot of theories. I love when Army goes deep diving into theories about I was going to say that I, I love that people are coming up with theories on the spikes and stuff. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting here like tongue out, like just staring <laughs> at the most beautiful human Head lolling to the side. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, we just got to say we're so excited. Is it Set Me Free Part 2 that drops 
next week? Yes. Yes, so it is. Get We're ready for with that. an MV. Yeah. We'll, we'll be ready. Stuff. We'll take notes. We'll talk about it on the pod. And yeah, it's just, it's an exciting time to be a member of ARMY and a lover of Park Jimin. Speaking of lovers of Park Jimin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're picking it back up. We're getting back into. I don't know. That was a good one. Tay. Tay. Tay hasn't been as busy as the other members, but he does have a lot still going on. Obviously, Ginny's Kitchen, which I still love. Mm -hmm. If you've been watching it, he is so adorable. I haven't watched last night's episode yet, but he was really cute, and I just am obsessed with him. He did a photo shoot that he posted on his Instagram story, and all of us are on this timeline, and we're like, "What is that for?" I believe he's now the brand ambassador for Sim Invest, which I'm not familiar with but that's what those beautiful photos were but we love to see it he's incredible he did two yeah. short lives one where he had his mcdonald's shirt and someone was like i like your shirt he's like it's limited edition <laughs> like of course great and the Thank second you. one was with tan and he this the best was obviously in putting his whole mouth over his snout and which is apparently a thing that people do to pomeranians because our friend has a little tiny pomeranian and she doesn't do it to her but her cousin does try to eat and the we face did of get the pomeranian a yeah, yeah so apparently that's a thing. <laughs> and yesterday I saw that Tay is going to be in the April issue of, I think, El Korea magazine. So nice. that's really exciting. We they didn't release the cover yet, but it's like a teaser that it's coming. So <gasps> exciting. Anytime and, that any that Tay is on in any magazine, you just know that that man is going to eat. Serve. Like, he, did somebody l- say he, slay? <laughs> God. I've been on TikTok. I'm sorry. Like we said, Pip is chronically online. <laughs> chronically online. Um, speaking of someone who's not chronically online, <laughs> Jungkook. That was a good one. That was a good Thank one. Um, because speaking of, that boy deleted his Instagram. But he came on Weavers to make sure everyone knew. He's like, I wasn't hacked. It was not I an accident. I deleted it because I'm I just, don't use it. He's like, I don't use it right now. So I'm just going to delete it. I can see maybe if he drops like a single or an album in the future that like the he'll reactivate it. But, you know, maybe he won't. So. Listen, Cook, I also don't have Instagram, so I totally understand and I feel you. But he's been actually pretty active. We got another Jungkook live where yet again he is in his home coming on live, just kind of like vibing and thriving. The vibe. He is vibing and thriving. He did more singing. It was a live not to be forgotten. Not to be forgotten. This man, <laughs> this man came on live, sang some, was drinking. By the way, I love Hogarden. That's all I drank when I lived in Ireland. It's such a good beer. He was not drinking, casually was driving vibing. that she lived in Ireland, and I didn't know this. We'll talk about what? this later. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> Shit. Every once in a while, Pip, I got Pip a and lecture. I, also, I got a I know. FYI. <laughs> FYI, before this podcast started, I got a lecture for dropping a little nugget about my life. And she was like, I got lectured <laughs> about not telling her. And now I now she, here she fucking is. <laughs> what the fuck? Whatever. Oh, what can I say? I'm a hypocrite. Um, okay. But before we get to the not fun part of the live, I just have to bring it home where he's singing. He drops up. There's some old school shit. Literally, Senorita by... Um, 
fucking Justin Millennial Timberlake is on the list. How we do it? Millennial armors, armies for the win. Sings Despacito again. A win for the Latinas. We <laughs> we're like he's gracing us with all this. He watches on the streets. We get to see his reaction. He's doing all the things. Then he's like, "I'm tired." <laughs> I'm going to rest my head for a little bit. And the man actually falls asleep on Weverse in long enough that we hear him snoring. I was in the group chat and I was like, we shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> no, I was like making cookies or something. I don't, don't ask. I was getting ready. What? To- <laughs> Wasn't it seven in the morning? <laughs> I was getting ready to go to Vegas the next day. And I was like, oh, this is like ASMR. Like, I'm really enjoying this candle, which half well, of Well, because everyone, he left the candle yeah, on. And everyone which... was really stressed about the candle. And I was like, he's fine. The candle's fine. Like I tweeted, my Mexican mom would kill me if I ever left a candle on. But <laughs> he's asleep. He literally falls asleep. We hear him snore. And then everyone thinks that Weavers cut the stream. I'm with our friend Marissa where I think his device just went to sleep. Well, because people were like, Weavers did this. And I was like, and I even said in the chat, I was like, do we not know that his mm-hmm. phone just died? It's very likely. But I love how he woke up in the, the night and he's like, uh, oopsie. <laughs> yes. Hilarious. He's like, good morning. I'm tired. I go back to bed. Um, but. I do want to mention the not fun part of his live, which is not great, not great at all, where he did speak about how there are people that were, I don't, not going to call them army because they are not army. Um, If you follow him and show up to private events that are, and try to stalk him, you're not army. There's a lot of information. And I think that they've pinpointed at least one of the type of people that it is. And this person is sussing behavior 1000 percent trying to get sessions with people he works with trying to like get close to him and i just think that's completely inappropriate well we know it's inappropriate and we know that it is stalker behavior we he has now had to say this on live that uh, you know don't do this do not come to any of my private schedules don't stalk me and so just fucking stop i just think something about it too is like he even said, he's like, yeah, I might be drunk and maybe I wouldn't say it if I was drunk, but I am. And I'm going to just talk about it. And he's like, it was, I don't know what the direct translation, I don't know if it was scared he said he was or startled or whatever, but it was mm-hmm. like, it took him by surprise. He was, he didn't like it. He, you know, in that moment when those things happen, you don't, you feel like your safety is compromised. Like he, well, where, because it is exactly. Your safety and the thing, is compromised. And my friend lives in, my friend lives in, or she's my friend that's from Korea She's like, you know, the area that these people go and live in, like, it's like when you live in L.A., you see famous people, mm-hmm. they can still live their life because yeah. no one's really, when you're in L.A., it's like you're not stalking L.A., yeah, you don't but care. like, it's the people outside of that area that come try to find them. And so he should be able to live his life the way he wants to. And the thing that's so sad is that like, Jungkook never talks about this for, for fucking years He's been stalked mm-hmm. and his privacy has been invaded in so many ways. This is one of mm-hmm. the first times we've really heard him outright call out a specific thing that happened, exactly yeah. where it happened, how it made him feel. Like that is yep. so important that he had that opportunity to do that, even if he, you know, I don't know if he regrets it or not. It's, it is what it is, but like he said it, he doesn't want to feel unsafe in his world he wants to like mm-hmm. he he even said he's like 
we you know me i'm he like we try to give and take with each other but like i'm still a human the fact that he said that was just so heartbreaking to be like i'm a human and i'm like yeah God, was, i want to the cry. whole the whole thing makes me feel sick and is heartbreaking and basically and we've, we've said it on this we, podcast before too we have is that their privacy matters and what you can do is if you see any video you know we're in the u.s so if you're also like not in the same country obviously we're saying don't do that but i don't think anyone who listens to our podcast is doing that shit but what you can do is if you see any videos of them that is not from a public schedule where you know it's clearly people finding out where they are when they shouldn't or any pictures of them from fan sites things like that don't don't support ask people to take it down like don't don't give any attention to it block them report them that type of stuff that's what we can do from over here is not support that behavior just a reminder too, like just because you might see people on tiktok or twitter with a lot of followers that does not mean that it's right so if you see them posting these things Mm -hmm. those people following does not make it right if you see it and if you know in your heart that like you wouldn't want someone to do that to you then you probably can assume that they also don't want that so that's Kristen and our rant it'll probably get brought up again at some point but to end the jk section on a positive note Choi sung hyun who was on physical on physical 100 he was the older gentleman mm-hmm. that was like even if you're older you can he's just a really popular mma fighter but, in uh, korea but, yeah. there is a picture another picture of them that they went to dinner together and he posted it with jk looking like a whole jack skellington fit just like <laughs> loving every minute of i'm so in love i when, love that i love when he's wearing his pinstripe black and white like i just live for it yeah yeah <laughs> so that's jack, a positive jack skellington for sure yeah and i i loved watching him on physical 100 i loved watching physical 100 altogether. and i will say my physical 100 bay who i just refer to as thighs anyone who's watched <laughs> you'll knows know who exactly it is. who that is should have won i agree with him and whatever my girl should have won but whatever that's true but i just wanted to say he's my new like love and that's it and but also i still love paul so don't you know she it sneaks up on you guys you you never know when it's gonna happen i'm one day gonna make an entire compilation of all the paul fucking references <sighs> Anyways, I just needed him to know if he's listening that it's not, I didn't forget about him. Okay. All right, everyone. It is time for yours and my favorite segment on the Ori Kristen 2 podcast. And that is drum roll, please. Numbers with Pip. Pip, hit us with the numbers. All right. So again, to preface this, thank you to all the accounts who collect this info. You are all amazing for doing all this hard work. I'm going to try to just highlight some of the bigger things from the last two weeks that we can go over. There's a lot. So I will rush right on through. Starting with Spotify, People by August C surpassed 100 million streams on Spotify. Spring Day also surpassed 400 million streams on Spotify, which is our 12th song to achieve that. Dreamers by Jungkook has surpassed 200 million streams. Stay Alive, that surpassed 200 million streams. BTS as an artist surpassed 62 million followers on Spotify. Promise debuted at 167 on Spotify Global Chart. BTS have now spent 500 days on Spotify Global Top Artist Chart, currently the highest ranking artist in Asian act. They have never left the top 20 since the start of the chart, which I think was in 2021, if I'm not 
if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And then also for iTunes, Jimin's Promise and Christmas Love debuted at number two and number one or number one and number two on the worldwide iTunes chart song chart. <clears throat> Some Billboard numbers. Proof is now the fourth longest charting album by a Korean act on Billboard 200 for 38 weeks, surpassing B. Dynamite has now spent 130 weeks on Billboard's Global Excluding U.S. chart, 195 this week. It's the longest charting song by a Korean act. In Europe, we don't ever have those that I often drop, but some Europe numbers. My Universe was confirmed certified platinum in France. Way to go, France. That's equivalent to 300 million streams. Uh, Yeah, 30 million streams, excuse me. And then some Korea-Japan numbers. Microcosmos surpassed 2 million unique listeners on Genie, extending their record as the idol group with the most streams, with the most songs to achieve that, which is 11. Um, BTS and all the members are charting on Melon Top 100 as soloists. That was really cute. So I think it was when On the Street came out, they were, uh, Korean Army were charting all of the solo songs on Melon, which was really cute. So all of the member solo songs were charting. Love K-Army. Love um, K-Army. BTS are the first and only group in history to chart all the, all the member songs as soloists at the same time on Melon Top 100. Butter was certified triple platinum in Japan for th- over 300 million certified streams. Map of the Soul 7, The Journey, which is the Japan compilation, was certified um, for sell- RIAJ million for selling over 100 million copies. Their third million seller in Japan. Um, this is their second album and third million certification in Japan. Some on the street numbers just for funsies. At, we mm-hmm. had at least on the street hit at least 80 number ones on iTunes worldwide. I'm not sure if that number is larger, but it did hit at least 80. It debuted at mm-hmm. 82 on the Melon Daily chart, earned the number one top spot debut on Spotify Global that weekend. J-Hope became the first K-pop soloist in history to debut in the top 40 on the UK singles chart. I think it was at number 37. Lovely. It was the first BTS solo uh song to have make that chart on the street earned its first music show win on m countdown awesome <laughs> i love that was trending number one on youtube usa the music video when it was released and then i thought we'd do some awards lastly that are always fun so at the 2023 nickelodeon kids choice awards it won fav- dead, dead, dead. bts won favorite music group rm and j-hope also won the following awards at the 2023 Korean Hip Hop Awards. So Best Collab for Sexy Nukem, Music Video of the Year for Sexy Nukem, and R&B Track of the Year Rush Hour with by Crush featuring J-Hope of BTS. The Guinness Book of World Records also had some updates on BTS. One, they've extended their... <laughs> Most blimps won at the Nickelodeon Kids <laughs> Choice Awards again. Da, by da, a da, music da. group with seven <laughs> awards now, and then this number I texted Kristen last night, just being like, "This is fucking wild." But mm. so they are the most. They extend their record for the most streamed male group on Spotify. Their music has been streamed 31.9 billion times as of March 2023. But what's fascinating is that. In April 2021, they had 16.3 billion streams. So basically in two years, BTS have doubled by billions the streams mm-hmm. that they have on Spotify, which is if people ever question the reach and impact of BTS, the numbers really truly speak for themselves. Bananas. BTS won awards at the 37th Japan Gold Disc Awards. They won Artists of the Year Asia. That's the fifth year. Best three albums, Asia Proof. Best music video for Muster Suwuzu. That's what it's, I'm just 
reading what it said. Downloaded song of the year for yet to come. Streaming song of the year for the Western audience, which is Left and Right, Charlie Puth, and Jungkook. And then this last one I just kind of wanted to throw in because I'm a big producer fan of BTS. K-Media reports that P-Dog, our guy, he won the award for the highest earning composer and lyricist for the fifth straight year since 2019. Give P-Dog his stars. We We love love P-Dog. Anyway, that was a long numbers with Pip, but we just wanted to get right into it. Pip, thank you so much for those numbers. We love numbers with Pip. They're fun. They make me feel good. Thank you for those numbers. You are the best. Okay, and now it's time for the main segment of our podcast, which we're both very excited for. And you hear that, Chelsea? <laughs> we're both very excited. <laughs> Let us use our favorite word. Um, this is officially our second episode ooh, ooh. of our series on deep diving into BTS's discography. This will be our... <laughs> You know, people people had said love the air horns in the last episode, and I kind of <laughs> forgot about them. <laughs> but that was perfect. Thank you, Pip. That's what we needed. Holy shit. Oh, oh the fucking air horns. All right. So, yes, we are going to jump into the album discussion for BTS's second album in their discography and that is oh are you late to the album that we played off of for the name of our podcast we're so excited yes let's jump into it so kristen give us the key details talk us through this tell us about the overview about oh are you late to Yes, key details. So, Oh Are You Late 2 was BTS's first EP, or extended play, released on September 11th, 2013. And when we did the first um, album, Too Cool for School, when I said the release date, I said 2023, and no one called me out on it and we did not catch it in anything (laughs) didn't even catch it i was probably in another world the genre is categorized as hip-hop and r&b with main producers the homie p-dog of course um hitman bang slow rabbit supreme boy i'll whisper that one and of course all of (laughs) rap line has writing credits so pip i thought it would be fun if i love fun things I don't know why you're cracking me up today, but you are. Uh, Um, I'm also sweating. Why am I sweating? Yeah, you're in a giant room and I'm hidden away in my closet in a sweater. I'm hot. I'm dead. You are hot. Oh Um, my God. It's okay. It's just us flirting. Um, Okay. So, Pip, I thought it would be fun if I could go through like the release timeline as though we're all there back in 2013. Take me through it. Okay. Thank you. So, Epic. What happened in 2013? What was going on in 2013? I'm trying to remember. (laughs) Where were we? I was probably at Disneyland. I was always there. What was the I don't want to say this because you already are mad at me for it, but that's when I was living in Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Kristen was in Ireland. I was in California. Mm -hmm. I just want to take us on a journey. 
I know in Ireland the big ones, but I don't know if it was the same here. It's like, um, so wake me up when it's not oh. that one. Okay, this will really take us back. Okay, okay, so the number one song around that time when they released this was Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> not this. Not this. Roar by Katy Perry. We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus. Applause, Lady Gaga. Radioactive and Mad Dragons. This was a good pop bop time oh, minus the blurred lines damn it. i was just gonna say i really never thought that we would mention the name robin thick on this podcast but here we are <laughs> <laughs> those so are the top tw- songs of the time this just really yeah. takes you mentally to where you were once i heard blurred lines i was like and miley That's cyrus right. i'm like right 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 I, you've got me there i know where i'm at yes but seven boys in korea were releasing their second album Meanwhile, everyone in the over here in the U.S. was listening to Blurred Lines. Um, so you're chilling. And then suddenly on August 27th of 2013, BTS drops the first comeback trailer for Oh, Are You Late 2? And then the day after, a couple days after, they drop all of the iconic all-white outfit comeback yeah. photos. And you're like, okay. Because in Too Cool for School, they were wearing all black and gold. Right. And this is like all white on the the backgrounds white. Crazy. And then the they dropped the track list on JK Day on September 1st. And I thought it was really cool because I went back and looked at the these graphics. And the track list had the producers of each track listed and also the timestamp of the track. Interesting. And then the second comeback trailer was dropped on September 1st. Um, so they're leading they're like dropping little breadcrumbs for us and then of course we get the no mv teaser on september 5th and then a second mv teaser on september 9th and then they drop no music video and the full album on september 11th and i just thought it would be cool if i could just read you the statement um that was dropped with what I what, love a good statement. <laughs> what Big Hybe um called the first mini album. So which she we throws to a Big Hybe. We just put Big Hit and Hybe together. It's just for fun. Oh yeah, it's just a joke. Sorry, it's, that's what I was like. Big, it's Big Hit music, but Big Hybe. <laughs> yeah, I call them Big Hybe. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, the first mini album, Oh, Are You Late 2. With Oh, Are You Late 2 and title track, No, BTS offers the message that you must find your happiness and your own life before it's too late. Lyrics that brutally lay open reality as it delivers a bold admonition to a world that inflicts despair. Children are raised as studying machines without a chance to think about the future. A world where classmates are not friends, but competitors trying to trample each other. BTS sings about the wounds and anguish that such hopeless life has left on today's teens. I love that. Love it. I love that album description. Come on now. And that's exactly what they're singing about. So that's how they released the album there's so much to talk about within that but i just wanted to talk about the release timeline and before we get into all the craziness i would love it if you could tell us 
how the album was received when it dropped. Can you give us some album numbers? Yes. I want to preface this here. I tried really hard to look um, on Circle Chart. It's really hard it's so to hard navigate. To navigate. <laughs> so hard. You try. <laughs> so, uh, but, I, but I did double, triple check Billboard. They, this is not an album that debuted on Billboard. BTS were still relatively new. They haven't done a lot of promo with the songs on this album since. Like, I don't think any of the songs on this album were on proof. So they might not have had an opportunity to chart on Billboard. But... Let's go into some quick numbers for Oh, Are You Late 2. It debuted number four on the Guyon Weekly chart, which is now Circle Chart. The album also debuted at number 11 on the September Guyon Monthly chart. It was ranked 55th best-selling album of South Korea on the Guyon album chart in 2013. And... Kristen and I both tried to find updated numbers. We yeah. could not find any updated Couldn't numbers. But as of, as of 2019, it sold over 200,000 copies. I'm going to go on the limb and say that is definitely increased because the yeah. army itself has doubled, if not more, since 2019. So those numbers have definitely been higher. But those are just some basic overview numbers on ORU Late 2. Okay, so let's talk about the tracks on this album. It's 10 songs, so significantly longer than Too Cool for School. Significantly. Which is why I'm like, it's funny that it's called an extended play. I don't know. And then they call it a mini album. I know that these three, the first three albums are all in the school trilogy thing and so anyway but 10 tracks included on this album no hidden tracks on the physical so we have intro our oh are you late too i keep wanting to say oh are you Kristen too and then <laughs> and then we have no which is n dot o dot also stands for no offense n dot oh sorry but anyway so that that's the lead single on the album and then we on and then we have skit are you happy now if i ruled the world coffee bts cypher part one attack on bongtan i'm gonna i can't i don't know how to pronounce this one paul do gangsan yeah exactly and then outro love in school so 10 beautiful tracks released on this album and we have lots to say obviously so before we like dive into like separate tracks and stuff pip do you have any general call outs from the album um, I know you and I have been like listening to this, just overall, anything that you want to say about the well, album in general? The vibe of this album is so fascinating. Like it's just, I, I, we know this about every single album that they release. It has its own story, its own um, journey from top to bottom. I love this one. I think the skit is hilarious. If you read the translations of the skit, it's just them being boys, being silly. Right. Um, I do want to say I, I learned this last night as I was reading dual Bangtan dual sets translations. Shout out because their translations are amazing. Mm -hmm. um, about Attack on Bangtan, which is a play on words with Attack on Titan. Yes. Which like there's a lot of bits and pieces of that mm -hmm. song that are like thrown to some anime, which mm -hmm. I thought was really cool. They say the title is a parody of the title of a Japanese manga series, Attack on Titan. The literal translation of the title would be Advancing Titan, The Rise of Bongtan, which is widely used as an alternative title, would therefore actually make more sense. But it's this like play on words. I just, for those who don't know the, the story behind why it's called that and how the intro first line is, but what would happen if Bongtan rises or mm -hmm. advances, you know, which mm -hmm. you see that line a lot. People mm -hmm. will drop that 
a lot in like yeah. whenever BTS get a win, you know, or something happens where it's like, and then what happens if Bong Tom rises? You know, it's yeah. a cool. So that's where you get that kind of running theme throughout mm-hmm. Army and BTS is from Attack on Bong Tom, which is such a fun song. But overall, I just really love the tracks on this. I think they're very creative, mm-hmm. and we'll obviously get into lyrics in a second. But I think the overall theme that I have of this is just how hungry they were which we've talked about last time but this is like this newfound like sense of like wanting to prove who they are and why they're the artists that they are the album is just a cool cool album it is Kristen loves this album yeah I was just gonna say that I really really love oh are you late too and I listen to it a lot it's up there for me I never say like what my favorite albums are but it really I fucking love oh are you late too I think that it's the perfect combination of the two genres that it lists hip-hop and r&b which you know I'm a hoe for. Truly. We have some really hard-hitting hip-hop in here. We have great R&B. But what I love is that coming off of Too Cool for School just a couple of months later, this album sounds like an extension of Too Cool for School. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it sounds like them. It is them. And then they, they do lean more into the R&B. I think it's so smart. I think it's so perfect the way that it's structured. There's so many fucking bops on this um, album. I love it. I love it overall. Um, and I will say that it's shocking. And Pip will talk about this a little bit more later. Right now, probably. Okay, yeah. It's <laughs> shocking the the amount of streams that some that these songs have, or rather the lack of streams. Um, because I just, I love this album so much. But the yeah. The thing that's important to remember is like, we know that BTS fans are all varied in the styles and the genres that we like you know there's going to be songs that are going to be more popular based on performances like that's just going to happen they didn't necessarily perform these songs a ton no got some performances later in like 2019 Mm -hmm. those things happen and so sometimes those songs don't necessarily get streamed these songs weren't on proof they're not on like a compilation album so you know they might not always get streamed but when I was doing my research I was like just for funsies Mm -hmm. just for a little bit of fun I'm shimming how (laughs) what song do you think is the most streamed song? Or I'll start with the least, and then we'll go positive. The low and high. What do you think is the least streamed song? And this is excluding skit, because skits in general, no matter yeah, what album they're, they're on, are going to be the least streamed. Because yeah. the global fans aren't necessarily going to like know what they're saying and listen to them. Um, what do you think is the least streamed song on this album? Well, I know the answer to this because we talked about it before. I forgot the answer after I told it to you. I think I just protect my brain from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I would have, I guessed intro and outro. Intro is the least stream song with 12 million. To put yes. that into perspective, most other songs have, in general, on BTS discography, have like 50 up million. Mm-hmm. So right. 12 million for intro or you late two. Also, runner up to that is Cypher 1, which surprised me. A blast because. People are such Cypher fans, but they don't, it's again, I talk about this, it's performing. They don't necessarily perform Cypher 1 as much as the others. And so therefore I can see it not getting as many streams. And then Mm -hmm. Paldo Gangsan, 19 million. And then I think the rest are like 20 up. So if you ever want to show some love to some, some streams, those are great songs. But what do you think are the two most top stream song? The second most stream song on the album, what do you think? Well, I again, I know the answer to this, but I would say if I were just guessing top two, not knowing the rank, I would have guessed definitely no, because that's Cause obviously a the, the lead. 
The single most likely is going to be one of the top stream songs on any album. And then, um, based off of my personal interest, Attack on Bangtan would have been the second. Would have what I probably would have said too, but it's Mm -hmm. the most streamed song on the album is Coffee. And I can't, I can't be mad at that. (laughs) I can't be mad mad about that because (laughs) Coffee is so good. I can't be mad at that. Coffee is so good. I love that song. Yeah. But like, again, we love all these songs. Attack on Bangtan is like such a good song. Come on now. Yeah. Which I'll dive into my feelings on the choreo later, but love that song. But yeah, just like it's always fun to just kind of break it down in terms of streams. This is probably one of the least streamed albums. I'm not saying underrated or underappreciated. I'm just saying in terms of streams, because again, performances and like compilation and packaging, this is not these songs haven't technically been put onto those. But BTS have performed these songs in the past. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to talk about some of those performances too which i was refreshing myself on this week and i'm really excited to talk about to my point about um performings and songs some people were asking about our last episode when we were picking the solo songs it was like oh what is tay's what is your tay go-to solo song things like that and i always think like let's fucking bring this up every episode but if mots would have toured would we mm-hmm. have different attachments to different performances and Probably. solos from Mots mm-hmm. based because of the performances that we see like seesaw was always good but the moment we got that like yoongi performance like it just changed how we interact yeah. with them. No, you're more. right. You're right. So some, that's that's why I say sometimes performances do impact how we emotionally connect with the song. Oh, for sure. And it does. So it doesn't take away these songs being good, is my yeah. point. Is that these songs are still <laughs> very fucking good. Because we've we're about to dive into some lyrics and performances, and you'll probably see why. So okay, so now that we've talked about some general album call-outs, um, let's get into some of these tracks specifically. It's hard not to s- start by just saying like obviously no being the lead single is such a vibe i know we're gonna talk about the mv later but i just i love no and i love that with on from mot 7 it was like the flip of no like i just feel like no is kind of that bitch i know we say that but it's that bitch of the album, you know? So It is. And I, I love that they kept the same sound in No. Like, No could have been on Too Cool for School, for sure. Yeah. And it's that whole, like, fuck the system thing. Like, I feel like this album is half machismo from BTS. <laughs> and <laughs> does that, is that a word people know? Like, machismo is like... I do. Well, but... Yeah. Well, how do you explain machismo? It's like, because Pip's like... Emotion- emotionally Latina. <laughs> So this album is half machismo and half what the like album release statement was about, which is the whole like fuck the system thing and like you don't have to be in this ca- in this like strict awful system. So I just love any time that they have a song like that. I think no is such a vibe. Um, it's really like I, fuck the haters and fuck the system. That's like what this album is. <laughs> that's perfect. That should have been on Big Hybe's release statement. The, T- the TLDR, <laughs> fuck the haters and fuck the system. I will say like when I was pulling some lyrics from this album that I loved, some most of them are like kind of jokes, but this one is real. I did love the lyric, don't live your life being trapped in someone else's dream. And they talk about that a lot. Over the years, they still say stuff like that. 
like it's okay to not have a dream all this shit but don't live your life being trapped in someone else's dream yeah that's the real tea right there i mean i think about that song too like with the age with what mattered to them at the time like obviously us in our early 30s we're not thinking about school in the same way but we have been through that in our own way i mean the system in their country is very different than and the pressures are very different than what probably yeah. either of us experienced yes. um but like you can understand that fear and that like pressure you have to perform well for all the different reasons and mm-hmm. this idea that like you're doing it because you have to versus chasing the dream you want those kind of social pressures are very universal in their own mm-hmm. way and so mm-hmm. i think it's a cool song to like it's true it's like Fuck the system. Don't Ugh. don't just be a number in the system. I think they even men- make a mention of that, of just like being a number. It's like be an individual. You know, you deserve to be an individual. Yes. We yeah, love it. Don't be an And it's so cool that even at such a young age, I mean, and I think that about any young generation, there's always these big, no matter what generation you come from, when you were younger, you have these big dreams of wanting to be more than just what society wants from you you want to grow and be different and find yourself and so it's a really good I wrote on this like a very good coming of age this is their very coming of age like entry into their music because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you get that more with some of the following albums but I'd say this is like towards the beginning of that like coming of age god I just love this album I'm like smiling just thinking about all of the tracks um I've waited now almost an hour or over an hour to talk about if I ruled the world and I just feel like I, I it's should time. be allowed. I want, you should, let's go. If I ruled the world, I have full body chills up and down my spine right now because if I ruled the motherfucking world is such a good song it is such a vibe i will not use the like term underrated because i don't underrate this song this song is so fucking good i would argue it could be released today and would be such a vibe like if you don't listen to if i rule the world you need to do yourself a favor and do it (laughs) this is my fucking song this is my fucking song i love it the low notes on the chorus all the the feel goodness of I'm like picturing their little arms. Everybody say oh oh It's so good, and you have that classic um, structure to BTS songs that you'll see on a lot of their tracks, which is like especially the, their older tracks, which is like June verse, Yoongi verse, Hobie bridged slash rap verse with the vocal line on the chorus. Ah. Oh, it's so good, Pip. I am. Am I alone here? <laughs> Anyone? No, you're not. I was reading the lyrics last night, and I think I screenshot several of the lyrics to you last yeah. night. And I was like, this and this and this. Like they're just so. There's a lot of swag and a lot of just like so much swag. That's the word I would use for sure. Yeah, they've just got so much like confidence. Mm-hmm. Like even if they, even though that this time they've talked about this too, that like the industry, even the people in their lives around them were like, they talk about this, I think in Cypher as well. Like people just like shitting on them for whatever reason, because yeah. they're not, you know, they're, are they idols? Are they hip hop? What are they? You know, they're just like, fuck you. I'm going to do whatever well, the fuck I want. That's a great point because like we said, yes, fuck the system is throughout this album, but another key theme throughout this whole album is 
the response that they got from Too Cool for School and like the haters that came out of the woodwork from that, which we know like it's people that were criticizing rap line for, you know, not no longer being underground rappers and debuting as a technically like a K-pop like idol group. And also like just a hate from that industry in general. And then obviously a lot of love from army and fan, you know, fans and stuff. And it's so stupid. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it's besides any of that, it's like, oh, you're not real because you're an idol. I'm like, idols can still be fucking artists. Like, it's just this like condescension towards like the craft you choose as if like there's only one way to be an artist. It's it's the same way when people are like. If it turns mainstream, it's not good. Like, that's yeah, just not true. Definitely like, in that same vein of thought. Like, that's a very, very strong theme within all of their lyrics throughout this whole album. Is like, you get this, like, I don't mm-hmm. care what you think. You're going to say this shit about me, but I'm going to still be me. And I just think on top of this, like, follow the dreams that you want. Like, you look at the juxtaposition or just the parallels of it. It's like, here they are being like, people are giving them shit. People are telling them they don't fit the molds of what they think they should, which is so stupid. But then at the same time, they're like, we're not going to do what people tell us. We're going to do what we want. We're going to be the people we want. We're going to pursue the dreams that Mm -hmm. we want. And I think that's like a really cool, those two thoughts and feelings kind of throughout this album. I completely agree. And I think in If I Ruled the World, it's funny to hear them talk about like, the silly things that they would do, the not silly things that they would do. And I have to pull out a favorite June lyric, which you sent me last <laughs> night too. What was it? <laughs> that he's saying, if if I ruled the world, uh, that he says, I'd watch, I know what TV- <laughs> I'd watch TV buried in pretty girls. And to that, I have to say, Kim Nam June <laughs> signed us up. I was like, oh my God, this is very like... This whole album has, yeah, it has a lot of that kind of lyrics in it and we love to see it. I mean, you know. To keep to keep rolling with that, I love the Attack on Bangtan lyrics. I love the imagery that they yeah. use with the choreography and the lyrics. I love... This is another one, like I said, those like, fuck the haters song. Like, if you read some of the lyrics... I wonder if you're going to say the same one that I pulled... I'm excited. Go. I throw my hat into the ring, advancing to the pop scene. Look at my first bat. I hit home run. If you're not confident, put down your bat. I do my stage however I feel like. I shoot a basketball saying however I want. But the public's cheers still fill my ears. Yeah, I'm Kong Beko on the stage, which is from the manga Slam Dunk, which is Yoongi's favorite. Whenever our music plays, we go nuts and raise hell. I just... (laughs) just these lyrics yeah it's it's such a good song and i can see like why they so they promoed no um on like music shows and all of that and then they ended up promoing attack on bongtan as well as like it wasn't a second single but they did promo it um which obviously like the choreography is iconic i loved the line from attack on bongtan um that says when they open their eyes we will captivate their ears on stage. I feel like that's, you know, a nod to like, if they stop deciding that they're going to hate us just to fucking hate us and actually give us a chance, we'll captivate their ears. So this is this is another lyric I really liked. If you don't know us, you should know about us properly. The moment I go onto the stage, I feel your cheers. Please stay there forever like that because... E- even if I die like this, there will be no regret. 
That just like gave me chills. It was just like, we're doing what we want to do. Like, please stay there. They've just like, even so early on, they just really were like connecting with the fan base, connecting with the people that supported them. I love them. Oh, I love them too. We have to talk about the elephant in the room. Is it coffee? Yes, of course. The fact that coffee is such a fucking good song. Talk to me. Listen. I'm listening. Comparing the bitterness of coffee to relationships. But also the sweetness. I know, but I'm choosing bitterness because that's how I live my life. I'm just, I love this song so much. The vocals. Nobody talked to me for five to seven business days because I'm, I'm freaking out about coffee. It's so good. I understand why it's one, like a top stream song from this album. Should it have more streams possibly? But I just love that sexy R&B sound. You know that TikTok that's like, what's something that's like not hot, but that you find hot? I don't, or is it like not sexy, but you find sexy? And that's Yungi pronouncing or saying caramel macchiato. Which also, by the way, I was going to say they sampled Urban's, I, God, I'll never know how to say that, Urban, C-A-K-A-P-A. I just want to give them a shout out that that, that was also a credit on coffee was because they used a sample from that group. So anyway, I remember to Love say that. that, but I agree. Caramel macchiato. Oh my God. It's so good. And just like, I, there's so many vocal runs in this song. It has JK. That, yeah. JK goes off. The, the man JK goes was young. Off. JK was like 15, 16. Six, 15 or 16. Yeah. And from his vocals at the top with like no track underneath him to all the way to like the like snaps at the end of the song like it's just it's too good um it follows that same like june yoongi and then hobie doing the like bridge slash his own verse follows that same model i'm just obsessed with coffee as you know as you know i i can't even explain it you don't have to i have the playlist that i've been keeping kind of running where it's called blank with it's like blank you and love so blank and love so I'll update it every once in a while. So when like With You came out, I was like With You in Love. When On the Street came out, it's like On the Street in Love. Mm-hmm. It's basically a song mm-hmm. that I'm streaming on top of like songs that make me feel love from BTS. Like I love songs. And Coffee right. is always on that playlist for me. That song, it just feels good. It's it a good, good song. That like it's a major key. It's just like it's got good vibes. It's a good song. I love Coffee. I love it. It was like every morning I would wake up for like a solid like month or two. I would play coffee as I got ready yeah. for work. I was like, this is my song. I mean, me every day. This is my song. Me every day. It's a great day. little like easy listening in the morning. I also have another song that I love, which mm-hmm. we said was Paul Dogong yes. song. I love this song. If you read the lyrics, I would suggest reading the Bangtan dual set translation because she adds a ton, or they, I'm not sure, they add a ton of nuances to the lyrics. And I just love this because truly you have to know Korean to truly appreciate the song and the way it's meant because they talk right. about dialects, the areas that they're different, the different areas they're from, which members speak in which dialects. And it's really cool. Just the different levels of understanding you kind of have to have. So if you're not familiar, Bongtan dual set, dual set excuse me, um, has like a map where she circles the different areas, different color coded. They go into it. And I just love the plan words throughout the whole thing. 
with the different ways yeah. to talk about language. And some people might not know that this song, it actually was a pre-release, pre-debut yes. song. It started out as a pre-debut song of just rap line. I think in like 2011, like literally two, like a couple of years before BTS debuted, rap line released a very similar, it sounds very, very similar. They just, you know, added in vocal line and other, uh, you know, filled it out kind of but they released it and it kind of what it was like that times version of kind of going viral um where like the general public really loved it because it's like such a korean a nod to korean dialects and um like kind of where you're from so people knew about rap line beforehand because and one of the reasons why was because they released this song pre debut so i think it's so awesome that it filled it out and then made it it made it onto this yes, album it's so culture rich because mm-hmm. they literally are talking about like how people feel about these different dialects and you know june comes from seoul so his doesn't really have a dialect like the other members do and so it's just he talks about that it's just really yeah. cool but i love who he says we keep fighting in the end they're all korean look up the same sky that we face like this though it's a bit cringy they're all great we can all communicate right from seoul to all these different areas tell them we are here we're freaking cool so it's like this idea that yeah we come from all different places we're all we're all together the same we're all korean we're all speaking korean and we can communicate and we're all cool it's just really mm-hmm. i don't know it's just a really cool uh cultural type of song it's also a different a different sound yeah a, a from the rest of the album which i think it's i just love it it's such a good track such a good track i also wanted to talk about we on which is like kind of the ultimate diss track to me. Anytime that a track starts with June's low swaggy voice, just being like swag. Yeah. That beat that comes in is, it's just, you know, it's going to be a vibe. You These songs are all like, vibey. They're just a, it's a good oh, so album. Vibey. Like the sound again, they're shout so out vibey. to my guys, my producers. Yep. The homies. And I think one of the things about We On that I think is different than the rest of the the tracks is maybe the first time we hear June do that whisper, not quite mumble rap, but I guess kind of mumble rap that he doesn't go into often. But when he does, ooh, when he does, it's so good. It's such a dope sound. And of course, freaking Jungkook's run at the end like it's just too good we can't not talk about cypher part one yes thank you in the the translation I love there that's the beginning it's like idol idol rapper cut that and it the translation in Korean is ember but the wordplay it literally means the seed of fire and is used as a metaphor for a small thing that can spark up something bigger the pronunciation bullshit is similar to bullshit that's why it sounds like he's saying cut that bullshit anyway yeah june is just yeah. always which been is intentional so good at wordplay uh, but this is a good song of them talking about like the idol shit the like you call me an idol or i'm not a hip-hop enough i bring the monster back my monster swag so this is the monster track because i'm freaking monster rap that whole ah! <laughs> i love this it's the first of the the ciphers and it, it's fast that theme continues for all four yeah. ciphers is that i mean and you know talking about people talking shit about them being idols are not good enough or all that stuff i think that um you listen yeah you know i'm horny for a cypher i know that <laughs> this one in particular different than some later on that follow a different format this one is a true cypher with like just just a track and they're you know just the three of them 
wrapping one after the other. I think it's such a cool track, like the actual instrumental for a cipher with the horns. Like it's just really different. And one of the lyrics that I loved from this is now look at me and tell me who are your top five rap monster Rhonda leader rap mom your daddy june calls himself our daddy i'm dead it's just the ultimate swag ultimate daddy 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 sorry daddy sorry Sorry. no daddy (laughs) sorry but it's so good and i think this is you know different than the previous album too cool for school where we do see a rap line and a vocal line track because the outro on this album is vocal line so it's very very cool i'm just i just love cypher i love cypher one i don't think i didn't see any official performances of it in my memory other than i know they've done verses from it here and there weaved in but it's kind of like her how her has only had like a small performance but never really a full performance i think Mm -hmm. i wanted to say too the last line that yungi says is if you feel guilty try harder what (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get that tattoo i love him oh he really has no problem calling you out just straight to your fucking face. No, never. And I did mention outro, love in school. Obviously, like vocal line sounds incredible on that. I just wanted to say. Um, Intro are or you like too. God, there's just these songs are so good. I hope that you after this podcast, you go and you just like listen to all these songs once all the way through in order. Like there's yeah. just such a cool flow to the way that they've organized the album. And if you can go and look up the lyrics and listen to them and see what their intent is. And anyways, yeah, I love it. And we always encourage listening to an album start to finish as the artist intended it. It's a 30 minute album, y'all. It's easy. It's easy. But I think the intro, Oh, Are You Late To, is a good segue into talking about choreo. Love it. Um, because we have some we have some insane choreography from this album insane choreography from this album and as I was reminding myself of the choreography and watching the intro choreo which was part of the comeback trailer I believe that that's what it was created for the first time we saw it was the comeback trailer and then we got like dance practices of a it lot of and dance all practices. that shit a lot I would argue that the choreography for intro oh are you late to is top 10 bts choreography ever she really said that yeah it's so good dude the thing about the choreo during this area this is again son son Duk's, this is his choreo i think i know it was for no so i'm going to assume it probably was for this i think so he also is like their background dancer for this on red bull Hit. <laughs> yeah i guess he was <laughs> um he i love i love seeing him in the performance quality is so interesting and their choreo is so sharp we said this last time too militant militant very sharp militant very cool it's just really cool militant such a good word that's exactly yeah and it's the the story that it tells too um when they flip over the backs when they flip oh my god it's so cool it's so cool a lot of the choreography from this album is very theatrical yes the like performance it tells quality. a story yeah mm-hmm. yeah and this the intro choreo is so cool um everything about it 10 out of 10 is there any any choreography call outs um slash performance 
call outs that Let you Let me pull out make. my notes. Can you hear the paper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll look at the choreo. First off, eyeliner in the no choreo, in the no music video. Actually, Kristen, as we move into talking about these music videos and stages, give us some information, some deets that you found. Okay, yeah. So overall, as we said, BTS promoted no on music shows and they promoted Attack on Bangtan later on, on as well. We, of course, got the no MV which we need to talk about ASAP because I'm Jones in. But overall, they a lot of them were performed later during the Red Bullet tour mm. um, where they performed songs from their first three albums yeah. as well. So it didn't have like its own performance, but showcase or whatever, but it did. They performed most all the songs actually um, during it. And they also did some coffee promo as well, but we obviously have the most performances of no, because they album, were promoing yeah. it on music shows and the MV. So maybe it's time to talk about the MV if we're feeling ready. Yeah. Eyeliner. The iconic all white outfits. Yungi with the fur. Oh my God. The chain, the hanky. Okay, but you know what's really funny that you bring that up? If you were to Google wealthy housewife, Google wealthy housewife on your phone right now. What the fuck? Google wealthy housewife. I'm going. Okay. (laughs) Go to your images. I'm actually <laughs> I'm so dead right now I can't even stand it. Everybody, everybody listening, go on Google and Google wealthy housewife. Do yourself a favor, you're gonna fucking die. You're gonna die. That's all we'll we say on it. We won't say that, that. That's all we'll say. Um, but obviously these outfits are just so iconic obviously like you know dated in their own way but we love them for what they are and the contrast as you say the mm-hmm. white and black the black from too cool for school moving into mm-hmm. orally too with the all white yep all of the jewelry i also love their uniforms at the beginning of the mv i i love the knee socks that say bts on them jin's jacket was so cool jimin arms out as he was doing for like the first five years this mv is so iconic rapper jk rapper jk yet again the acting we're getting in the classroom before they like beat their way out of it basically and go all crazy like this mv is a 10 out of 10 the instructor or teacher whoever is in that classroom he was serving looks he was oh. in it he was present Listen. he was like hiding behind the desk when it, was they're starting to fight. it was method it was method <laughs> It was method. For real. I just, I love this music video and I love that they're like, we're going to, like we've said, completely contrast. They really went for it, but it's the same type of outfits and stuff, but I'm never going to get over maroon slash red hair, Yoongi, choppy haircut with the white handkerchief. Nope. It's too fucking good. It's too good. <laughs> nope. I love it. Oh, man. We obviously got a lot of no performances as well. And like you mentioned, we've had some more of them like in 2019 and later because they were paying homage to their roots. Do you have any favorite no oh, performances? do I? 
<laughs> ma'am do i first off gotta say the dance practices too are all really great mm-hmm. there's um, a lot of them there were a lot they had there was a festa one that dropped where it was like in their jerseys with their names on yeah them. There was the, like, all of their arms are out i have two but i'm just gonna assume they're the two that are both our favorites Okay. So I will right. say in terms of costuming, I do love the like transformation when they did at the tw- 2019 Mnet performance of mm-hmm. No where they had they weren't in like the schoolboy uniforms but they were in suits with loose fitted ties, like loose yep, ties yep, and yep. white button-ups. I love mm-hmm. that performance. Do yourself a favor. But if we're gonna choose a favorite no performance i know what you're gonna say and you all should probably be thinking the same thing it's mm-hmm. the mots one performance where they're i can't even talk to you about the dance break oh mm-hmm. my god Kristen, my fist is clenched i'm like jk your with that- fist is clenched and some <laughs> other part of me is clenched there's the clothes the yeah. outfits. Those outfits were insane. The like military, like mm-hmm. glam. JK with that fucking jacket. I the drumline kind of dance. The drumline with the flags. Mm-hmm. They were doing like drill. It was just I was taken back to like high school when the drill team was performing at the pep rally. Totally. Like I was ready. I was there. That performance specifically because I mean, granted. I was watching them consecutively last night just as a refresher. And it like really, again, I said this last time we did an album uh, review is it's so cool to watch their growth. Yeah. And like how they were very quote unquote militant in the beginning, but the swag and the way they've really leaned into themselves mm-hmm. and how that they performed and it's more finesse. Yeah. Jimin in that middle when he hits, when they're like all in a line, I don't know what it is about when BTS are all in a line in choreo, but I fucking love it. But mm-hmm. like he hitting with his arms and he has this really cool jacket on and he's just got so much more swag i live i live for a jungkook and hobie moment there's a yeah. couple in fake love they have that where they do the like boneless move where they come up from the ground but this they have, they have it in dionysus one. too right? yes and they have one yeah. in this where the two of them like come in the middle and like crossover it's just so cool yes so i love and jimin when he jumps up in the air really high and just with the drums and they're do anyway Anyway, if you, for some reason, have not watched that performance, it's so yes. cool with the with their it's energy. Really the cool. They, I think June had like dark hair too. It was just the hair. JK had the like permy kind of hair in his face. Black, oh yeah. my god, Jimin was his natural blonde self as he. Oh no, I think it was gray at Mott's. Yeah, he was he was like a silvery. Yeah. Um, they went. They did you know no and on oh. as the openers of Mott's one. It's so cool like to see them put those two songs together also they dropped the dance practice of that no performance which i love but i'm also in every like bts dance practice probably i would say from like the last three to four years on the ones that they're not really like clearly dressed for filming a dance practice they're always gonna find one or two of them barefoot yeah. And one or two of them in chanclas. And I don't understand. <laughs> and Jimin is in a chancla. Literally. Can you Jimin tell is people in who a... don't speak Spanish what a chancla is? <laughs> a, a, a slide, I guess. Is that yeah, what? A slide, <laughs> a, a flip flop, whatever. Flip flop, yeah. But we call them chanclas. Jimin's the one in, a, in the chancla for this dance practice doing all of the crazy footwork involved. <laughs> How his little toes hold on to those chanclas, I'll never know. 
mom clock. It's, <laughs> it's too much. But you were correct in that the no Mott's one performance is a top per- no performance for me. And then do you know what the other one is that I'm going to say? Is it going to be a debut stage? You yes, love of debut. course, because you know me. <laughs> you love the classic. I love the classic debut stage. Yeah. Come on. All their fits were very like synchronized yeah. and uniform. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's too good. A couple of other like choreography call-outs. One of my favorite moves of the choreography on this album is from We On. And it's that like we run. It's like Tay in the middle, and they're doing the little body rolls with the fists. They roll their arms. They roll their arms and they're like doing little body rolls and it's so vibey. I just, I love when I, when choreography fits so well with what your mind pictures when you're listening to music. And that for me, Weon really, really does that for me. I have some notes from when we, I was watching some of those stages and I think it was Red Bullet. Mm-hmm. I watched the 2015, but it's just like watching mm-hmm. their evolution of growing up again. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so cool to watch even Tay doing that move from when they started to like later. Like they just have grown in their physicality and how they dance. It's really cool. I do want to say there are some performances that are really great. Like Attack on Bongtan is like, that's a really fun one. Again, again all in the line choreo when they're all together and they're like swinging their hips together in the middle i'm thinking specifically of i think japan the performance again this is the one where they were in the black and gold suits similarly i have that performance or that concert for if i ruled the world oh um so good iconic the people who were at that show are so lucky <laughs> People at that show were so lucky. That is so like, lucky. If there were like stages to go see live, that's definitely one in like past I would love to go see. Yeah. So there's a line that they say in the choreo where it's like, our style is no more dream. I think it's when JK is rapping. We step on the backs of seniors on the stage. And it's a reference, the No More Dream choreo where Jimin carried by Jungkook steps on the other members' back. Youngs, and in the choreo yeah. for Attack on Bongtan, Jungkook steps on J-Hope's back while rapping the line. So it's just like yeah. there's some cool little throws to choreo for the Attack on Bongtan, but I think it's the, is it the la, 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 la? Anyway, they're all like in the hips and they're all doing little hip move together. It's, oh, it's so fun. That's just uh, so fun good. choreo. There's a performance of Attack on Bongtan that's my favorite and it's very niche. Please. It's when they're all in the camo. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Their outfits are all camo. And I believe it was from Show Champion. Yeah, I have that written down. Um, Side part JK. (laughs) Side part JK. Jimin's hair in that is not to be believed. It's like pushed up with the headband thing. Like they all just look really really the like different and good yeah. and i love that performance i thought that their energy was great on that i have a question Kristen, mm-hmm. and i want to get to this before i forget and it's mm-hmm. coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> <Did she? laughs> the whimper she just, she just <laughs> <laughs> she just whimpered help <laughs> That makes you think of that last. I watched the the Pedro Pascal, the Pedro I knew Pascal you were say hot that. ones, where he's like, 
<laughs> when anyone brings up, oh, I'll tweet that no. when anyone brings up coffee and put a Kristen. <laughs> literally, literally. Um, I wanted to say, I know that there's only a handful of performances, but we love them all. But you're going to know which one's mine. The radio station where JK. Of course, singing. Pip. Of course, it's that one. <laughs> Do you know me at all? Uh, yeah, because I just said You it. know I love a stripped down version yep. of that Jungkook singing in on that. <laughs> like that little boy, that 16-year-old boy is singing in on that performance. And you know, I love that Yoongi has to look at his phone for the lyrics. Classic. <laughs> Classic. If you ever see videos of Yoongi like recording anything over the years, we've gotten like certain, you know, behind the scenes of him recording stuff. He always has his phone in his hand for the lyrics. That is my favorite performance of Coffee. Do you have a, a different That's one? That's it. That's it. I watched it last That's night just it. being like, lovely you vocals. Knew. JK has always been talented. Yoongi's rap. It's just, those are the literal notes oh, yeah. that I wrote. And you said those exact things. Also, <laughs> Yoongi's giant ass scarf in that. Do you, he like- was fashion honey with a star emoji like they even said that in the beginning that that yoongi came in and they're always like yoongi was always very fashionable he just loves to bring the fashion my baby another shout out to a performance that i love is paul dogang san when they're talking it's in the dance practice it's in their performances it's yeah but though it gets even better every time and i think it was at a fifth muster was when they carry jimin and jimin's like flying in the air it's too much i tweeted this last night because i said something about kristen the two of us had very different reactions as we were doing our homework kristen was in her (laughs) horny feelings and i was like jimin's going (laughs) jimin's literally flying they're carrying him across and you know Jimin loved it. You know he loves being oh, carried. You he know he loves love it. Carried. God, I fucking love it. For Peldon Gonsan, um, I do prefer the dance practice just because it's so chaotic. I mean, it's so, so much chaos. That could be put uh, straight into a musical. Like, that is oh. musical theater. That is theatrical. Suddenly, like, in this tiny room, where did these, like, 500 backup dancers come from? Like <laughs> Always. Where- <laughs> Always. Like, where did they come from? And then That's, show like, up. the theme of this album's choreo. Jim is barely, like, grazing the roof, the ceiling of the room when they're, like, he's flying. There's just, it's so funny. I will say something that puts me in my feels Please. when I'm watching stuff like this is, the size of their old dance practice mm. rooms. It's so sweet to see the growth. Like we've we've gotten yeah. to see all of their practice rooms all yeah. the way up to the one in the big high building right now. Yeah. That's fancy with all the Just LED got bigger lights and, bigger. and all the basketball hoop. Yeah, I, I just I love it because they were they're working just as hard now in that big ass practice room as yeah. they were back then. It's so sweet. So hard. Oh, I love it. And we're always going to say we love the growth. We love this and that. But it's just Mm -hmm. such it still is so cool to see like how much they've evolved, but they've never changed in how hard they work. They are always going to work hard at what they do, at their craft, at their music. And they're going to put so much thought and care into it. It showed yeah. even back then to now. So uh, I have honestly love the like refresher on this album that we've been doing because it's just yeah. made me fall in love with it all over again. I completely agree. Like, Oh, Are You Late To is an album that I listen to all the time. But when we were doing Too Cool for School, I definitely hadn't listened to that one in order in a while. And some of our friends did say like, 
that it helped them yeah. re-fall in love with the album as well. So I just hope if this does anything, it has you go spend 30 minutes and just listen to its beginning to end and just love them. They have they've stayed so true to who they are yeah. throughout their entire career. And I just love getting back to their roots and and watching them in their debut year. It's it's so fun. I think about, you know, you look at their music, you look at like the things they talk about, the like themes we see, how there's a lot of repeat themes and feelings, like we said with dreams and we said with, you know, all these different things, the hunger, Mm -hmm. the fire, the fuck the haters, you watch it in their whole discography and on one hand of course there is some sense of planning with a theme of an album but mm-hmm. the other you know j-hope said in i think in one of the docuseries or documentaries where he's like we have to remain authentic like we have to mm-hmm. that's what people stick with and so the mm-hmm. reason these themes are always there is because these are themes that they're feeling they don't need to make something up about how they feel they're right. reaching within themselves to be like okay what stage of life am i at how do i want to write music how am I going to like express myself? And I think that's why there's so much cohesion between all mm. of their albums. That's an excellent point. It's hard to not be cohesive when it's just coming from you. Exactly. It's coming from the same seven people. It's coming so from the So they're in different stages of their lives, but they're the same people that they were. Yeah. I love that, Pip. I think that that's exactly right. Um, I completely agree with you. It's authentic and that's the through line is that it's authentic to who they are. If you look at their following albums that you know are to come, you have School Love Affair, which really, really, really ties in with the, the previous two albums. And then you really have the coming of age of HYYH into Wings, into like the, the growth. It's really cool. Don't forget so I, Dark and Wild. How no, dare no, no. you? I'm so sorry. How dare How dare I? But it's you? The con- but it's the idea that... Yeah. That yeah. like... There is this common theme and I'm starting to really just like, because we're being so intentional, I haven't mm-hmm. really done the deep dive into all the lyrics since I was baby army. And so it's that's right. other than like one off things that I'm like looking up or thinking, but like all the way through again, it's so fun to relive this. So I'm hoping yeah. that people are on this journey with us, reliving it with us. Um, I, I know a lot so of people because it's super fun. It is. I know a lot of people are like listening while they're driving and things like that. But like later when you get home, if you guys are like, hey, I just want to take 30 minutes to read the lyrics as I'm listening to this 30 minute album. It's just like a fun reminder. And it's cool to see those common themes that we're familiar with in their current music. And so if Completely. people keep asking why BTS are good artists, why you love BTS, I'm like, because their music is so intentional and cool. And it withstands the test of time. Oh man, this was so much fun to talk about with you. Oh, I love it. I, I love I hearing your thoughts. I love Krista. it. I love hearing your thoughts. It's a good thing we're on a podcast together. Oh my God, thank God. <laughs> Um, before, before we close out our podcast, we did want to do one new thing for the pod, actually. Very exciting. So I think a couple weeks ago, Pip put out there on TikTok, and we mentioned it at our last episode. If you have any questions for us, we thought we would answer one or two per episode. We're going to answer one today. We got some great questions on TikTok. We might put out another TikTok asking for more, too, or something like that. And by we, I mean, But if you did leave a know. comment we haven't ignored your question we do oh, no, want to no, no. address these we're, we're gonna get to them we're we just comes to down to time we don't want these to run because we could do a Q&A forever but yeah so we're gonna answer one of the questions from TikTok today what's the question Pip that we received or we received a lot of them but which one are we answering today okay 
So this one is from, I'm going to give the username because like, you know, shout out to username. This is from Blanca H76. They commented, baby army here. I hear they had to overcome so much and am interested in their history. Where can I find this type of info? Love the podcast. Okay, first off, Blanca, we love you. Thank you, Blanca. We love you. That's such a good question. Good question. Such a good question. Kristen has said before, we both said before, that first, first and foremost, the number one way to kind of know their history in terms of you know, what they've overcome. Great topic to talk about this episode because first and foremost, Kristen, lyrics, lyrics, the music. they yep. say it, another push and a plug to go read the lyrics because they talk in depth, especially in the beginning um, about where they came from, what they've mm-hmm. been through. Yep. I think too, this is a great question because it's a reminder you have to be intentional about how you receive information and they have overcome things and BTS themselves have been more open about those lately. Like I think in the Festa 2021 dinner, I mean the like round table they did June did open up a little bit about some of the stuff they'd been through and they've acknowledged yeah. that. Um, yeah. So it's understanding the source that you're getting that from Kristen, you might agree or disagree, but I would mm. say, also finding older army who lived through it it's like the people who tell your story who lives who dies who tells your story it's like the a lot of the army debut army army that have been around i would say 2013 to 2018 army you you just have to trust who you're getting information from and there are older army that have been through it themselves with BTS that have great knowledge and are part of why we know so much, but you also never really know who you're getting information from. So just make sure that it's a trustworthy source. Um, I think the best source is BTS themselves, and that's where you go and you read the lyrics when you go and you watch Like Pip, exactly what you're saying, the Festa videos, the pa- past interviews for them, um, another plug for interviews. There are some interviews mm-hmm. back in the day where they had to, you know, face some type of dis- uh, opposition, I suppose is the word I want. Like people questioning mm-hmm. them being like, are you really an idol? Are you not? Or, and like, there's a, those are those where they've had that. You'll see in, you'll see some of the variety shows where people kind of push in a way that makes them uncomfortable. But so those things exist. But yeah. Again, there are army that have lived some of that. I am hoping to have. This is a little plug for the future. We're, we have some guests that we want over the next couple months uh, to come on. One of them is a friend who I really want to come on to talk about the BU, which is really great. She's an army who's been around a lot, but she's someone that I can maybe ask too when we're on when she's on the show. She's done a lot. She's been a part of K-pop for a long time and has a lot of really yeah. good resources and information but i can't wait for that one because understanding bu bangtan bangtan universe is so difficult for me so i'm really excited to have her on that's also to answer that's also to answer another question that somebody uh, asked on tiktok they're like can you have someone talk about you know the bu and i'm like yes and we will and in addition to that i think that there will be an episode that comes up um Claire Finney, too. That's who asked that question. So I just wanted to give a shout out to her. Nice. I think we will do an uh, also do an episode in the future where we do talk about pre pre debut into debut. That's a topic that I have researched personally a lot. Um, I was really interested in that 
and still am, of course. Yeah. Um, so I do have a lot of knowledge on that. And so do, you know, obviously so does Pip and so do a lot of us. But it would be fun to have a, an episode on pre-debut yeah. um, as well and into into their early years, not, you know, album focused. So all of that to say, to answer your question, Blanca, <laughs> is that get it, get it from BTS themselves, some older army that you can trust perhaps our podcast in the future perhaps. and um and yeah that's that's where a baby army can get some information and also just to say we appreciate the questions and if there's any questions you have you can always dm us you can always go onto the tiktok leave a comment go on twitter i think my dms are open on my tiktok as well be gentle with those <laughs> it gets overwhelming but also additionally to plug we have our email which mm-hmm. is <laughs> oru2 at gmail.com to also bring that up we have gotten a couple emails through there and we want to tell your stories so we haven't done that segment yet but in the future we want to collect a few more emails go through some of your stories and then email us your thank army you to stories. anyone who has who has yes. emailed us. thank you to those who have uh we're interested in hearing about your stories again interesting Interested in hearing how you've met some of your friends, some of your army experiences, chaotic fun things, fun little stories you've had from concerts or fan meetups or cup sleeves, whatever. Why being army has been important to you, how it's changed your life. So we really just think that'd be really cool yeah, we'd love, to hear from you. We'd love to hear from it and maybe, maybe put it in a future episode. Yeah. So to round that out, basically, we just love um, your support and we, we love really messages do. from you. So our Twitter DMs are open, TikTok DMs. TikTok comments and our email. Our Twitter is at ORUKristen2. You can find us there. And then my personal TikTok is the one where we're posting a lot of those TikToks. And that's Kristen Makari, K R Y S T I N M A K A R I. And then also we have a TikTok there too, as well. And that's at ORUKristen2 and an Instagram at ORUKristen2. So you can find us on those platforms that's right so this has been such a fun episode to record and i just love spending saturday morning into the afternoon with you pip i love it's it such I love a gift. With you. such a gift it's so fun. <laughs> oh it's so fun this was a great episode i really love bts's music i really love talking about it with someone who's just as passionate and it's just a really another thank you to you. I just love that we're doing this sometimes. Just, we just love BTS, bro. It's we a just lot of work, BTS. but we love it. It's just fun. And we're hoping that you guys are having fun and we can bring some good, bright energy into your week as you're traveling or working or studying or whatever you do when you listen. We just love that we can be a part of that for you. Oh, we really do. And again, if you want to write us a song... <laughs> If you want to write any jingles or transition noises, those places are open for you to email us and request any of those things. So anyways, well, thank you guys for listening. We love this. We love it so much. We will see you guys next time. Army forever. BTS forever. Drink your water and stream ORU late too. Everybody say no. <laughs>